Special thank you to Seed and Stone Cidery and Lucky Buzz Meadery for sponsoring the show today. Uh, they help to make this show possible and supply us with uh, the occasional beverage when we're out there. They've got 10 uh, taps full of meads and ciders made right there in-house. They've also got all sorts of awesome events going on, including an open mic uh, almost every single Thursday where you can come out and show your musical talent. So all you songwriters out there, uh, stop out and grab a cider or a mead and tell them that the songwriters couch and the Patrick Joen band sent you. Again, Seen and Stolen Cidery right here in Rochester, New York. Go out and visit them and let them know we sent you. Thanks, guys. Right, so welcome to episode number nine of the Songwriters Couch uh, here at the uh, Patrick Joen Band Compound uh, in Greece, New York. <laughs> and on the show today, we've got uh, Sally Louise. Hopefully, I'm, I'm pronouncing the name uh, yes. correctly. Yes. It's not Louis. Uh, it's Louise. Yes. Okay, not not Louis. Perfect. Uh, I'm Patrick Joen, of course. And on on the camera switching today, we've got my lovely daughter Maya, uh, who is uh, I can't really turn the camera around, but thank you for helping out today. Um, so she's rocking that stuff and. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. It was fun. Um, and I do want to say thank you one time for our sponsors here. We're drinking out of the Lucky Buzz glasses, so uh, salute to them and for um, helping support the show and keeping us on air, uh, as it were. So Cheers thank you to, to them. Um, so usually usually we'll get started with like a song or something. We chose not to do that because uh, you're going to play something a little later for yeah, us, right? Yeah. So um, let's start with this. What What is it that you do? Sally Louise, <laughs> Sally Louise, and then um, yeah, I guess maybe we should, we could even start out with like what's coming up, you know, what kind of projects yeah. you got going on or whatever you want to promote, and then we'll mm -hmm. probably do it again later. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, what do I do? I am a songwriter, singer songwriter. Um, I teach voice lessons as a means to keep my classical chops up because I was an opera singer for a decade. And, opera uh, singer. Yeah, so vocalist first and foremost, but I play guitar as well, and. Um, what else? I like to sew. I like to go for long walks. I, like <laughs> long, <laughs> I do a lot of things. Long walks yeah. on the beach and, and the like. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what what um, what guy did you write your own songs? You actually write everything yes. that you yes, I write perform? my own songs. I've been hired by people to write songs uh, for them, but I definitely am a lyric focused songwriter. Um, and when it comes to the melody, I just you know figure it out on guitar. I love kind of like Joni Mitchell style folk hmm. kind of things where the vocals are really, you know, sweeping yeah. and the lyrics are really meaningful. Um, I, I'm certainly not in the pop realm where like, I like to just have the one line that repeats over and over and yeah. over again. I, I, I like interesting lyrics. Yeah. Um, kind of, is it more storytelling that you do? Yeah, or is it... uh, well, no, I wouldn't say story storytelling. It's more like a, f a feeling or experience and trying to hmm. like, encapsulate the abstract experience of it like um, poet, poetry in a little motion, bit more poetry so yeah poetry in motion i like that yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> it's actually a line from a, i think it's at uh who's it warrant i think it's warrant or poison i'm looking at maya I, like she's gonna know, yeah. you, know? You, you probably don't know <laughs> warrant no or poison. no 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 <laughs> i'm showing but, i'm showing my age oh, here no, on, i'm sorry on camera. Yeah. um but i do the same thing i, I tend to like 
doing storytelling or uh some form of like lyrical you know playing with yeah. with metaphors and stuff Just, like that too yeah i like putting putting an abstract feeling into words and music to transcend it is really what i'm after so and we'll get into kind of your process and how you you know how you write and what you're writing now Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing but how did you move from doing opera yeah over uh, to like songwriting in a folk joni mitchell that's a really good question uh so i as a kid i mean songwriting came first before opera actually Mm. as a kid my best friend when we were in middle school you're like uh, hanging out one day and she said oh let's be be like taylor swift and, <laughs> and write some songs and so we did and i didn't know how to play uh a guitar i was you know i've played piano and violin at the time i was really taking violin lessons um but it's really hard to songwrite and sing yeah, um, yeah. while you're playing violin so <laughs> it can be done though right? it can be done but it was also not my cup of tea this is like pun totally intended the string instrument community is a little too high strung for me so <laughs> I, like, I just like, I like to play on words yeah, so you're yeah. definitely a songwriter there i know <laughs> it's my job <laughs> but um i know that uh, through all of this uh yeah i wrote a lot of bad songs a lot of bad poems and eventually uh wanted to pursue music and singing was really like the, the instrument of choice so to speak and um so i started taking voice lessons in high school and got really into classical music because that's kind of where my teacher had me start technically you know you kind of start with classical technique and then you branch out um and i really was good at it and i decided i wanted to go into it more fully and so that's why i pursued for you know a degree and a half because i'm a proud eastman dropout but um (laughs) i i mean i lived in germany doing it for a while and i came back and what part of germany in berlin oh right and um up how, half how of is, the world. Yeah, how is Berlin in terms of like rock music and stuff? I heard it's a good music. Town, I hear it's, a, I hear it's great for for rock and techno, electric, you know, electronic. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, didn't see any enough. of that. I was in the classical <laughs> classical okay. realm for the that. Co- classical. Um, yeah, a lot of good classical uh, shows. Full houses every night was great. Um, yeah. And learned a lot of German. So came back and kind of felt the pinch. I had to go to grad school, it seemed, to get to the next level in my career where mm. I could actually get you know, a- an agent and blah, 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 blah. And so that's what brought me to Eastman. And then I entered in 2019. <laughs> and after my first year, of course, the pandemic started. Mm. And at that point, I was also leading, before the pandemic even happened, I was already really unhappy so just to ask yeah. to, to clarify so you said you you went from doing were you training in germany and then came I, here or were I you performing th- actively or a little bit of both so i was training by you know you're always training when you're in opera like constantly it's like the olympics of singing yeah and so i was doing coaching over there i was like taking lessons from people i was auditioning for opera houses i was auditioning i was just i cold called a lot of like opera collectives hey can i perform with you can i play with you and kind of give you my audition info you know and um so i ended up being with like a group of expats who were over there and we did some performances but i was there to really learn german because in order to get a contract you have to speak german so you speak i speak german German? yeah um and maybe a little bit for the cat a little bit for the camera (laughs) what do you want me to say Uh, hello songwriters couch uh, 
hello songwriters couch <laughs> oh, that, well that didn't <laughs> that didn't prove anything no, that didn't, that prove, didn't prove anything, anything. yeah but um <laughs> no, maybe if you get me a little too you know a little right. oh. um, yeah there you go um so i would more than anything it was a living living experience that um gave me a wider perspective of the world of course and i came back um having had you know a lot more experience than a lot of my classmates who had gone just straight through undergrad to grad school and i was just unhappy with um the conservatory in general and hmm. i think a lot of people who go to i don't know if if you did but like no. st- musicians who end up in a conservatory doesn't matter what kind of conservatory if it's like contemporary pop music that you're studying or if it's classical like i find that there's a lot of people who drop out for the same reason which is it's just like so confining yeah and it feels like like the joy of doing what you love to do is like squelched a little bit like this is what an artist looks like and it's a box and i'm like way over there (laughs) well we've we've actually talked about like the schooling like learn learning music or or being schooled in music Mm -hmm. and how sometimes it kind of works the the music out of you <laughs> kind of like religion you know i was talking about like religion oh, yeah. how like you know people like i went to catholic school my entire like up until oh, high school and all that stuff all boys catholic high school but it like works the religion out of you if yeah. you're just kind of it's like you know, just it's so oppressive, oppressive you know? yeah um but i can imagine like with with uh, you know some people i know if they went to school for music then they're like no i played yeah. whatever in high school i'm like you don't continue to play yeah because it's not i feel like it's not a part of them you know it's not no, like yeah they're, it, more than anything yeah it kind of like yeah, it squeezes the music out of you. And I think the people who stick with it, who go through the, the program fully, most of them who finish are really into academia, and I am not. Yeah. And that's the difference. And if it fits for you, great. Like, God bless you. Do what you love. But it wasn't a good fit. And so the the pandemic was kind of a blessing in disguise for me, where suddenly I had all this time on my hands because what good is a performance degree if you can't perform so i had zoom classes but these classes were a joke at that point because it was just us like sitting around the zoom campfire being like well what (laughs) what, what do we do we can't like perform um and i just realized like songwriting was the the love that Hmm. got me into singing in the first place and all of a sudden all these songs were coming out of me and at the time i was in an abusive relationship too which was certainly helpful for the songwriting but not so much for my my mental health yeah unfortunately Um, those are sometimes the best where the best songs come Uh, out of is those those terrible moments really yeah i I mean so many sad so many sad (laughs) songs i tell you so um yeah so it is sad song um for like a year ended up accidentally making an album that summer and i decided i definitely wanted to drop out of eastman at that point it just Mm. wasn't for me anymore i had no love of opera at that point needed to take a big step back from that do you feel though like you got a lot of technical prowess from it oh yeah i can do a lot of things with my voice most people who i I work with now cannot do yeah i took um it it was amazing i took a so see it see ya so see and actually um i was doing something today on olivia rodrigo oh yeah song but i apparently that same voice coach or whatever that that taught 
Sia is also Olivia Rodriguez. Oh. I saw her post something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went out and, and spent a, a couple of days out in L.A. Mm-hmm. a few years ago and, and had some lessons, like voice lessons, because mm-hmm. I've never been schooled in, in yeah. doing vocal, you know, it's anything. It's a different beast, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's like <laughs> all, the, all the technical aspects of yeah. it and stuff. Even with music, I never took any, any you know, technical stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, but what I learned there just in that like couple of hour session with, with someone that really mm-hmm. knows one, how to teach, but two, like all the, the, you know, how to get the technical best out of a voice. Oh, yeah. Um, really, I think improved my, you know, my capabilities yeah. a lot. So I can't even imagine opera, like how, you know, how much of a kind of crash course and yeah. like vocal I mean, range and stuff. What, where are you at? Like range wise? Yeah. Uh, I got just like everywhere? three and a half octaves. It's like, huh. um, Man, I think the other day because I was sick though that was that was because I was sick I was able to hit like a B three no B <laughs> no B three on the piano is that right no B B two B two on the piano you're asking the wrong that's guy that's the not the B below middle C it's the it's the B after below that oh really um, oh, and so then I I go I go to the low, I can sing the F F above high C which would be F six huh there you go all right. Right. So What's I have your, big range. It, but that what's funny is that that's not important in opera. It, it is, but it's not like I find that in songwriters are like just in general, like the pop music being like a generalization term. Pop music scene of like doing wedding bands or doing like tribute bands or doing just having a band in general people oh, what's your range that's like that's like the thing they ask Mm -hmm. but in the opera world that's not the thing they ask they're like you know what's your vocal fuck like oh i'm a coloratura great cool so this is your voice type these are the roles you can do this is what you can do on stage are you a good actor can you do this can you do like um oh yeah because you have to include the acting and and in a different language and know what you're doing and say it like say it like a native speaker and (laughs) it there's so many levels and um so like after a while like yeah your vocal range is like expected you have to have a certain uh range well i'll be i'll be honest even with with pop you know vocals now like ed sheeran and Mm -hmm. justin timberlake and stuff like i never thought back in the day i'd have to be able to sing you know Mm -hmm. these high but all of them are doing these these higher pitch you know uh, i think i love falsetto i think yeah, that's great like the yeah. falsetto stuff i've gotten much better at it like oh, yeah. recently which is surprising because i'm getting older now yeah. you know what i mean i'm better at it now mm-hmm. than i was just from kind of doing it that's and learning how yeah. to do it yeah um, like i said taking a few lessons but then mm-hmm. watching even just youtube on how to oh, hit yeah you know higher stuff um what happened maya it's, it's on the weird menu i don't know what to do let is me it, see you come over here one second is it glitching uh just hit the little thing to the right of the blue thing on the bottom. It'll take you back to the camera angles. The thing that looks like a play. Bring it over here. Come here. Sorry. Some technical. Uh, there we go. And that. There you go. <laughs> hey. Stand in. Don't worry. You're doing great, Maya. I appreciate it. Um, where were we? So, um, yeah, like do, doing it more and more now, especially doing it live. Like sometimes I'd hesitate on doing it. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to hit the note lower. Oh, no, but you just got to have confidence. Yeah, yeah like yeah. I think that's 99% of hitting some of yeah. that stuff is just going for it. I, I found, um, so as I said earlier, it was like I teach voice lessons as a, you know, means of keeping my chops up and also income is helpful, right? But um, <laughs> I, uh, I find that when I was a student, and I was on the other side of the piano and I'd be like, wow, my teacher really knows like all the secrets for how to <laughs> get 
the best out of my voice. Like they know my voice better than I do. Yeah. And that's totally not true. Um, <laughs> now that I'm a teacher and I'm like, Oh wow. My job is just to get people to be confident and like get out of their own way. Cause it's such a mental game because it's an internal instrument and it's a biological instrument. Meaning it just changes throughout your life. It changes with your mood. It changes with what's going on physically yeah. and mentally and emotionally you are it's so entangled with all of that and if you're not clear-headed and feeling really good um or physically and emotionally you're gonna not sing super well as my teacher in in eastman said sad birds don't sing you know so (laughs) yeah i have problems actually during uh during certain seasons because i have allergies oh yeah and as soon as like allergies start start Mm -hmm. bugging me i have trouble like hitting oh yeah key like staying in key sometimes i feel like inside my head yeah. is like different than what is coming out of my yeah it's, so I, to answer that is something that a philosophy i teach that i didn't have a name for until after my degrees until i went to a yoga class and heard this word which hmm. is proprioception it's the ability big word pro- yeah. Wait, proprioception. Can you cut to the, the main thing yeah um <laughs> we're gonna have a test afterwards <laughs> a spelling test yeah uh, can you spell it maya I can't even say it. What was the P-R-O-P-R-I-O, C-E-P-T-I-O-N, proprioception. There you go. I like it. I like it. Proprioception. Yeah. So kind of like. It basically means like the ability to scan your body without seeing it or touching it. Like to feel when when you're meditating or just sitting and you're taking a deep breath and you go through from the top of your head down to the tip of your toes. What's going on in your body? How are you feeling? Right now, my low back is killing me. Um, <laughs> but everything else feels really good. Is it? Do you actually yeah. need a pillow? Or oh, it, it's, it's, I, always, I have back problems. <laughs> it, it's No seat is going to help right now. But I will say, um, so that idea, when applied to singing, is something that I think if every person who sings professionally in any capacity, whether it's just backing vocals or lead or whatever if they know how to go off of feel rather than how they sound, Hmm. it's going to be a world of difference because you inevitably have a gig where the sound guy doesn't know what the hell he's doing like at all. Or you can't hear yourself or technical difficulties where the monitors aren't, you know, there's no monitor or your in-ears aren't working or something. They unplug like you have to go off a feeling. And so when you're stuffed up, you, I do believe in you, Patrick, that you can, <laughs> that you can thank, sing thank you, in sir. tune. I need that. I need constant reinforcement yeah, of, my, <laughs> of my capability. I need validation. That's right. Yeah, yeah, all I want yeah, in life is validation. Right. Um, so all I say is uh, I, if, if more people went off a feeling rather than how they hear themselves, I think people would sing better in general. In fact, they do sing better when they go off a feeling. Hmm. Um, it, it's a muscle. It's muscle memory. And it's also... What do you mean by... Can you expand a little bit on that? If I sing on this note, I feel it in my chest. If I sing sing up here, I feel it kind of in my sinuses. Like, that's literally the difference. And you... you, That's a really, really basic example. But as you're singing a song, especially, like, knowing where the sweet spot for each note in your range is, is really what we're getting at. Like, the higher you go it's going to feel higher in your body. And when you go into your falsetto, it might not even feel like it's in your body anymore. And to know that that's okay and that feels good and that's like means that you're in the right spot is super important because if you're stuffed up and you can't hear yourself at all, 
but you can feel kind of where things are resonating in your body, where the pitch resonates, you're going to be fine. Um, and I mean, I speak from experience cause I had a, my symphony debut with the Utah symphony. I was complete, I had a sinus infection, like huh. hardcore could not hear myself. What, what opera was it? Um, it was yeah. a, so it was a, uh, concert where I, it was me and a few other winners of this competition and it wasn't an opera. We just, oh, okay. um, we, performed with the symphony um as a soloist so i was one of, i think i might have been the only singer that year that won that competition but um that oh, so you won i won i was a, yeah i was a winner thank you right, yeah right. Are you, if you win you get to sing at that show um That's <laughs> yeah. excellent. but it was sick it was i don't think I'm, I'm i'm gonna be winning anything uh, but hey uh, you will i mean yet. you've probably won some other really cool stuff too so um no but it was really cool but it was really uh, i couldn't hear shit yeah. <laughs> can i swear on here yeah okay oh, yeah. yeah i like fuck man <laughs> <laughs> yeah i had so as a matter of fact the in-ears that we're using here when i first bought this in-ear mm-hmm. system um this is what we use as a band too oh nice um I, I so stupid. I didn't think that because uh, I'm like, all right, we're in a smaller space, um, so I'm not going to mic the drums, right? Mm-hmm. And I had my in ears, but they're good in ears, so they so they really sealed it up. You couldn't you know? hear the drums at all. So we started the first song, and yeah, I couldn't hear the drums at all. Which is Zero. great. You invested in some really yeah. good in ears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the problem is, is that no one that first song was completely and I'm playing and I'm singing at mm-hmm. the same time, so I couldn't like get I wanted to get one of the in-ears out yeah. so I could hear. Yeah, it was terrible. Oh, it didn't no. didn't work out well. But then so I just like looking at the yeah, drummer the second, being like, oh, God, I'm praying. <laughs> yeah, by the second song I I figured yeah. out I got to pull this out of my ear oh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, there you go. So uh, so you went you, you ended up Going from Germany now to Eastman. Yeah. And then you said, well, my real passion is kind of songwriting and and that kind of music. Started doing that. Accidentally made an album. And then I was like, oh, maybe I should publish this. Um, Didn't know what I was doing. I was just playing around on GarageBand. Mm. And... um, had a friend who was a bassist and a friend who was a drummer and we all lived in like different cities and different states and i just asked them would you please play bass and drums on this is this is and, this album out oh yeah it's been out since like 2021 uh, my hands are on fire my hands are on fire my hands and are on fire by is it sally, sally louise yeah yeah um yeah i should see a doctor about that but <laughs> i don't um no i i considering i think it's worse if your toes because then it's like athletes, <laughs> then it's athletes yeah, yeah. No, yeah. you've hurts. seen the commercials where they have the spray like, and stuff yeah and there you the go. toes are on fire hands but it's, it's named after it's a bob dylan quote but it's also um like a really obscure Bob Dylan quote, but uh, it's also kind of the, a descriptor of like how I feel every time you, you get like, as a songwriter, you get that sense of like the train of inspiration is coming and it's going to roar through me and I have to like literally write yeah. it down. Otherwise it's going to, I'm going to lose it. Yeah. Um, and I feel like my hands start tingling. Like it's, it's like hmm. I have to, and my brain starts tingling. Like I, Oh, okay. I need a piece of paper and a pencil right now. Like, <laughs> is, is it, um, so that whole album you said was written during that kind of tumultuous yeah. Yeah. relationship. And time. I wrote an album and then, I scrapped all those songs and I wrote another album and then decided, yeah, that was what I wanted. And hmm. so over the course of like nine months, I recorded it and I had to record it twice because of technical difficulties because I didn't know what I was doing. You said this was during, during COVID, COVID. Yeah. So 2020, like April, 2020, I started just like putzing around on garage band. And then by February of the following year, 2021, I think it was done. I think it was February or March. And then I had, it was out by May and I decided to just at that point, I was still working a day job and it was remote, all that stuff, you know, 
Um, and I got fired from two different jobs within three months of each other. I think it was just like a sign from God, like just be a musician yeah, already, just like do just do it. <laughs> um, just be a freelancer, just do the damn thing. It'll be fine. It'll be safe. It'll, yeah. be, it'll be great. <laughs> and it was the it was scary jump. I think everyone is scared to do that jump. Yeah. And I like made a course on that too, like for people who want to start doing freelance stuff. Well, well, like, here, here's something too. Some some people are, are feel like you've got to either go a hundred percent in, right, and mm-hmm. and completely do that as yeah. as your thing. Um, and, and they don't. I feel like it's okay to have too your day job that's kind of supplying yeah. you you money and giving you the the security of yeah, like being like able totally to live valid. somewhere, yeah. right, and doing that at the same time. The problem with that is it it ends up. Um, it, it takes a lot of time oh, yeah. to do that, right? Because you're doing your oh, yeah. your music stuff in your free time, I guess you can yeah. call it. And then you're exhausted because you're kind of working two jobs. Right, and you're doing your day job and then going and trying to do music, which is an yeah. emotional thing. Oh, yeah. It can be a lot, but I think that um, it, it can be done. I think a lot yeah. most people that ended up being successful doing music as a full-time career have mm-hmm. made that kind of transition oh, at yeah. some point where it's like you have your day job, you yeah. have your music, and then yeah. eventually you kind of... You wean yourself off the of yeah. job, yeah. I, I definitely fluctuated where um i've been freelance for over two years and only now i've decided to like take on like a part-time job at my friend's shop just to like take some of the weight off of Hmm. gigging because i started like burn out yeah and i think you know who knows how long i'm going to be doing this just to pay the bills because it's just like you know i'm doing it and i'm also doing something that i enjoy which is just like working with my hands and it's a furniture store so i'm like refinishing things but I really love that because I have that freedom, I can just like, you know, take on whatever I need to and then like go back to what I want to do. And I still have all this free time to sew, to songwrite, to whatever. And right now I'm kind of in a hibernation from songwriting, to tell you the truth. I haven't written a song since like June. Yeah, it it tends to come in waves, I feel like, with me too. Where it'll be like months where I'm like, oh, wow, I'm writing songs all the time. I have inspiration everywhere. Oh my God. And then you just like hibernate for a while. I feel like I'm in this, like I'm like a sponge right now. I'm in that sponge stage where Mm. I'm just soaking everything up and just thinking Mm. in the back of my mind about a lot of things and processing, knowing that the song will come. So do you you write um, from... A melody point, like how, when you oh, totally lyrical, and and I've asked everyone this, like, would you sit down and say, "I'm going to write something"? No, or is it something like you said that just kind of like happens. I have to? It has to. But it's like a mix. I'd say for me, it's always lyric forward. Like I have had, I have so many <laughs> voice memos on my phone of me like humming a melody, but mm. I never use the melody, and I, I might go back and I'll be like, cool have no i don't want to write this yeah. like and i'll just delete it because i'm just like i just the, like the melody first doesn't work for me it's always like i need a reason to write and the lyrics are the reason to write for me um because it's like the message i want to get across you know um and so when i sit down sometimes it just like puts around my guitar and something comes out but i'd say for me to get back into f- songwriting flow after like a period of hibernation i have to have that like train of inspiration Hmm. pull through the station so to speak um it's got to hit me like a ton of bricks and then i'm like oh yeah i remember how to songwrite like yeah so are you saying (laughs) so you're saying you write a melody and then it kind of fleshes out or you're saying you write a bunch of lyrics lyrics, and then then, the melody just comes second i can't write like that i don't know because i can Uh, fit lyrics into whatever melody i want that's kind mm. of like because i've sung so much and like in different languages and all that stuff i have a really good ear for language i have a really good ear for 
putting the right emphasis on the right syllable and like <laughs> making sure that it works. And so when you're singing, I think for me, the melody makes more sense when I actually have the words that I want to say. And I might edit the words to fit with a melody once I would get going into the song. Yeah. Maybe I might write a few lyrics and I'm like, oh, I have a really killer melody to go with it. And then that's how it starts. It's not like it's the I have to write the whole song out and then I add the melody. It's kind of like hmm. piecing it together. And do you tip, are you writing music on guitar, oh, piano? Guitar, and, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I took like five years of piano lessons as a kid and like, I still struggle with piano. <laughs> like I, it's like too many things to keep track of. <laughs> um, but guitar, I was like, I took a handful of lessons in high school and then I just like, yeah. Well, I feel you know, like self-taught, you know, I feel it's like way more the, fun. The guitar ends up, um, I forget who I was, uh, some interview I was watching about how guitar players tend to learn music versus other instruments. Mm-hmm. It's like on a piano, it's very linear the way the notes are all yeah. going, right? But on a guitar, you tend to learn like the pattern you yeah. should hold. Yeah. Um, so like what an A chord sh- looks like. Shapes, yeah. yeah. And then even if you, as you capo down, you're still doing, yeah. you know, the shapes. And so you tend to learn in that way. Yeah. And so... Um, it's, it's a different way of kind of writing because of that. Yeah. And, and I agree with you. I've tried to learn piano and stuff in, in recent years. And I, yeah. It's like, unless <laughs> it's you're really doing hard. it constantly, my piano players from my band are always yelling at me like, Pat, cause I always want to do it during a show. Like, Oh, let me play the song. And they're like, Pat, stop, no, stop, you're, stop, not, no, no, no. you're not good enough yeah, to be. Yeah. <laughs> like, you wish, <laughs> you wish you were good enough. Nah, um, yeah. So, so now, uh, obviously you're saying you're in kind of a, a hiatus in between yeah. and you're, are you performing now so since you've been I'm in a funny place. I, I don't know if I would say funny. I'm in a good place. I'm in a place where I feel like I'm giving myself some mental spaciousness from music at the moment. So mm. that way I can let the things that I've created in the last year that have not been public yet just kind of sit with me while I figure out the where I want to take them. I think a big thing with like every songwriter wants their song to be a big deal and wants a lot of people like wants a whole world to hear their song. And I think the issue with being a songwriter now is, um, well, it's always who, you know, right. But also how much money you have to market it. That's a big, and yeah. And unfortunately I feel very grateful that I've done as much as I have considering like most people in the world, all, all, all 50 something listeners on my Spotify currently, (laughs) I hope that changes in the next year. Um, thank you for listening. (laughs) But but like, you know, uh, you know, you get these highs and lows and some months you're like, wow, I have so many people listening and others you're like, you know, there's two people who listen. Um, but I, I feel very grateful that now I'm in a place where like certain people have come into my life in this last year and we've recorded a lot of my music and I'm just sitting on this like bank of songs Mm. and we're making videos and we're figuring out like I have the pleasure the unfortunate pleasure of doing legal stuff for my music before Uh, I release it because I'm like this might actually take off because of the connections I have now yeah who knows who actually knows? I don't, <laughs> right. I'm not well, trying to like say this is going yeah. to be big, but I am saying like, I, it's who, you know, right. It's like, once you get your foot in a door where you're like, Oh, there, this could be really lucrative and people could really hear that. Like a lot of people could really hear this if it goes on a TV show or in the movies or whatever. And it has that potential. Um, then it's like, okay, well, okay. How do I, I'm kind of gathering resources right now 
to figure out the best way to launch it. Cause I don't want to just launch my song and then for it to die. Mm. I want to launch it and have a little bit of momentum behind it. So that way it can gain some traction. Um, and figuring out like, all right, what do I need? Do I need, how many music videos do I need? Do I need to like mm. hire a marketing team? Like what do I need a different distributor? Do I need like a, a sync licensing deal? Like what do I need to get this song where I want it to go? And, um, collaborating with certain artists um has been really helpful too and again none of this has been public yet as of the recording of this in what like october 29th is today yeah is um, it? yeah, yeah october 29th 2023 like well, we don't talk about dates because sometimes things get released in certain oh uh, well you know i'm ways, very but, transparent but i'm like patrick <laughs> I like to hide the dates of everything. So see it. All I'll say um, is I'm very grateful. <laughs> Who knows what will happen with this music? But I think that's where I'm at right now of realizing, okay, so I have my recording artist side of like, okay, I want to launch these and it's going to be great. And then I have my performance side where mm. I've taken a step back. When it comes to gigging, I want to become more exclusive. I don't want to gig at bars anymore. Yeah. I don't want to gig at these breweries. I'm really tired of it. I'm tired of playing to the guy in the back staring at me with a chicken sandwich in his hands. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I want to play for an audience that actually cares. It's an actual listening room. And I realize I'm learning really quickly. Like my music is meant more for a theater than a I like, festival. I like theaters more than anything else. Yeah. Too. Yeah. And it, I think certain bands do better at festivals. Oh my God, you're a festival band. Yeah. Awesome. Even so, bars. I mean, bar, but yes. the bar scenes tend, tend to be more mm -hmm. like, you know, covers people are a little yeah. drunk. They want to sing along with stuff. I'm, they know. Don't get me wrong. There's a time and place for everything. And I, I've, I've been, I'm currently being hired for like cover bands. So that's great. But like I, as far as my own original music, like I want people who really listen and care and who want to be, mm. become real fans. And so my, my, Re realization is like okay i need to like actually create a show so right now i'm in the process of like getting my band together which is more like an orchestral folk kind of band so like a lot of strings um even though we have like a full drum kit it's a little bit more orchestral um and we're doing like we're getting that polish and figuring out okay we just need an hour set and an opener and we need an access to a theater and we need like a marketing team to kind of kick off this mm. run of shows or one, one show even just to get it kicked off and figuring out the next steps for that. So right now it's like logistics paired with what kind of show do I want to make? How do I want to make the audience feel? What is that going to look like? What's the lighting going to look like? What's the set going to look like? How's the costuming? Like I want it to be a show. Yeah. It's not just like, I'm going to get up on stage in a t-shirt and jeans and call it a day. Like, yeah. It's yeah, got to feel something. See, you know? so we, uh, we've done production values. Everything we've done. We, I think we've done two now. And as a matter of fact, that that uh, poster on the wall back there was one we did for the Fringe mm, Festival. Mm -hmm. That was at the Innovation. Oh, that Innovation yeah. Theater here. I'm doing that, that later this month. It, that theater tribute, is yeah. awesome. It's an amazing I, theater. So I hear. It's really so cool. I hear. Good sound system, like good lighting in there. Yeah. Those those are the kind of places I really like mm -hmm. playing. I did um, also. Uh, I played with. Um, Oh, what's her name? Crystal Bauer socks for years back uh, from she's on American Idol or something like that. Oh, that's awesome. um, at the German House, I don't know mm -hmm, if it's yeah. even called that anymore. I live around there. Yeah, uh, but that place yeah, too, like the sound in that that venue is really cool. Everyone's seated in a way that's like viewing it. But I I know understand what you're saying too. I've played a bunch of places where it's really a food place first. Yeah. So everyone's facing each other at tables and mm -hmm. no one's facing the stage. You're so you're playing to drink a beer and, yeah, you're playing and watch to the their... game on TV that it's hovering <laughs> it's over your head. For some reason yeah. it's at the, on the stage. Yeah. But like you said, yeah. there's a there's a time and a place for that. And there are there are a lot of paid gigs too where you can be a working musician, mm -hmm. maybe doing some of that stuff and then be doing yeah. you know, which I've yeah. I've started to do some of those too just because they're they make money. So oh, yeah. I mean like you know, don't get me wrong 
wrong. You got to pay the bill somehow. Yeah. And sometimes it's just easy money to be like, I'm going to spend three hours of my life doing this, yeah. you know, but I'm at a point where I'm really burnt out from doing it. And I feel like m- this year has been particularly difficult. Yeah. Um, a lot of people aren't feeling rich right now. I don't blame them. I'm not feeling that rich either, yeah. but I'd say, um, people don't want to spend it on a luxury and to them, live music is a luxury. Mm. And so when it comes to even going to a bar, like, like cocktails feel like a luxury now for a lot of people. Um, and so I'm like, I got to just reframe this. And like, if I'm going to make it significant, I'm going to like take the financial pressure off of this for a moment while I actually like reframe what I need to do. And then I can go back at it when I feel like I have all the the moving parts in motion together. That's a super smart way to like approach. I think, I think sometimes, you know, there is, there is a time and a place for just do versus think about too much. Cause you can get too wrapped up in that. So many people get stuck in their head and they never do the thing. Yeah. So many, that's what like you and I can probably relate to that. So many of our friends or people that we knew growing up who like were also musicians were like, Oh yeah, my dream is to be this. And then they're like, yeah, still in the nine to five being like, okay, one day, one day. It's, yeah, like, it's the execution. Oh, it's been decades. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. well, I mean, it, it's a difficult business to, to be in. And, and part of that is understanding the actual business side of it, which it's it true. sounds like you're, you've got, at least a little bit of a, a handle bit. on what how that We're goes right yeah. and, and you definitely <laughs> need to you need to retool and rethink about how you're approaching stuff not just oh, i'm going to take a gig at a bar and i'm going to do a bar gig and and that's mm-hmm. going to eventually a record company is going to see me and make me famous and because and that's not how it's it works anymore it's um, you know yeah. nowadays it's you 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 get a following you get people listening to what you're doing and then people start knocking on your door mm-hmm. with opportunities yeah. like you have to already be having uh that's such a weird phrase for me be having um uh yeah. opportunities at yeah. you know that you've mani- manifested or you've made happen um and then people start you know kind yeah. of coming to you with with options but i wanted to speak on mm-hmm. the legal stuff not in particular on what you're doing because obviously no, you're that. yeah, you know yeah. that, that's that's stuff you're still working on um but it's really important i feel like for musicians and songwriters especially to understand the legal side and the business side of songwriting and how that works um i used to do some classes here in town just free classes mm-hmm. for musicians where i talked about you know how publishing works how mm-hmm. you know like bmi and ASCAP and how how those things work because it's it's strange when you first really start strange. getting into like how publishing versus writing rights work what are mechanical royalties what's all that stuff yeah um and then on top of that you know a lot of times you're playing in a band with your friends yeah and so you think or or just acquaintances or people you're playing music with at the time and you're like oh they're just my friend they'll never screw me over they'll never you, you know never back out of get something into business with a friend unless you've signed a contract so like, you, that's why i learned yeah. the hard way you know um, I'd say, uh, have everything contract. in writing, Con- yes. contract, put everything in writing, <laughs> regardless of whether or not it's your friend or whatever. If you write a yeah. song, you record something together, you're putting money into something and releasing it into the world. Mm-hmm. If you don't have something documented that says this was our agreement, mm-hmm. it can very quickly mm-hmm. get into territory where you either have yeah. to like pull it, yeah. um, or, you know, people get yeah. sued. Like one of your songs it, take oh, off. 100%. Yeah. And here's the thing is like, if you have people working on a song and you like, you maybe paid them a flat rate, but they're not getting royalties and your song takes off you and you didn't sign a contract or put anything in writing, mm-hmm. you better believe one of them's going to come up to you be like, Hey, I worked on that song. I'd like royalties. You owe me like this many thousands of dollars. Um, and you 
kind of don't have a backing because you didn't put it in writing so yeah. <laughs> you uh, have to I and mean, I, so like i've gone back to people who i've worked with and been like hey like i just want you to you know reply to this email saying you agree that like this was our deal this is what's up i'm just trying to tie up all loose ends make sure that my legal shit's in order and people everyone i've worked with has been so kind like absolutely no problem totally down to just like sign the, yeah. on the dotted line and um and I've also been really grateful for OpenAI because for contracts, all you have to do, uh, type into chat GPT now, you're like, um, I need a music video image release form huh. for an extra on this music video titled this at this location on this date. And like it just auto-populates for you and you can just edit it or whatever and send it to those people. It's so just crazy. amazing. So yeah, you don't, crazy need, you don't need a lawyer to make a contract for yourself. <laughs> I'll just say that. Saves you you do want to read it through. You want to read it through. If, no, you absolutely yeah. do. You absolutely do. But I am saying it saves you so much time and money. If you can like figure out like, okay, how do I actually do this? And more than anything, again, it's just to make sure that the basics are covered. Um, when it comes to actual, <laughs> when it comes to actual like song registration and stuff, get a lawyer. Get a lawyer for that. But um, when it comes to there's, like there's, some basic things, I, I will you say can this. get that on so your own. There, there is a certain level of um, like protection you can do on your own. Like if you register with one of the, the performance Absolutely. rights organizations, yeah. BMI or ASCAP, you can just register those songs. I will say this though. Um, having someone manage that for you is helpful because oh, you, you, you can forget to like do it. I'm very like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm doing a million things. And so sometimes oh, yeah. I forgot to register the song. Um, it's yeah. already released on my, and then I have to go in after the fact. Um, but I think that even, you know, even people with huge record companies, all this money mm -hmm. behind them, legal teams, all that stuff, st they still get sued. Oh yeah. You know, there's still, there's still that. So like things like, and another thing is like on top of registering, you also wanted copyright ideally. Yeah. And well, that's, it's been, as a songwriter, it's really important, I, I think, to be able to protect your ideas. I had a friend, he has a, a publishing deal on, mm -hmm. and he does a lot of like TV and, and, mm -hmm. and film stuff. Um, and he found out one day that some like adult, video had taken his uh song oh and God. used it not only in it but it was the, it, they made the title of the song the title no. of the video and was distributing like no. not here i think it was over in china or somewhere oh my God. Um, and and luckily his his publisher <laughs> that he was he has his deal with was was you know smart enough to actually have people out searching to make sure yeah. his stuff is protected and they found it um and he ended up having like sue them but even at, then you have to get lawyers and all oh, that yeah. stuff so just do contracts ahead of time oh, yeah. if someone doesn't understand why you would want to do that just you know i, I don't think you'd want to work with them then because yeah. then it's likely that you'll have problems yeah, in the yeah, seriously. if they're insistent that I they agree. don't want to sign a you know any kind of contract it's on one of those things that like as it, it um you have to have the business savvy if you want to do this right but and you learn that as you do it but as an artist man yeah it is such a drag like i don't blame artists for not for forgetting to do this or not knowing how to do this because it's yeah. not like the there's like a manual on how to do this like you just kind of collect it through youtube or a course or through friends telling you what to do or the, from their like horror stories you yeah. are um and you know there, I'm, there's so many things i don't know but from what i do know please just 
Yeah, especially have it in writing. <laughs> I'd say stu- you know you have someone coming in and performing something, a studio yeah. musician, that sort of thing. Just as simple, you could find like templates online yeah. uh, for that sort of thing. But when it comes to actual songwriting, to having a performance rights organization or something that you've actually registered with it, and you have certain um, percentages. So for people that don't know, the way that a, a performance rights organization measures kind of the the royalties that get handed down on a song, it's two hundred percent. Just a weird yeah, way to do funny? it, and you have your your publishing side of it and then you have your songwriting side mm-hmm. of it so you get a hundred percent of whoever the songwriter or yeah. songwriters are and then the publishing typically that's kind of negotiated in a publishing deal or yeah. i with my band um sometimes like if i write the song i'll keep the writing and then i'll share the publishing side of it with across the band else, yeah. with the, with everything else so every time it gets performed somewhere they get a, a cut yeah. of it even though they didn't technically write the song um but that stuff it's boring i it's, think if yeah. you're like i just want to start a rock band yeah, and play no, loud absolutely. music yeah then um, go go play your go play at bars and stuff like <laughs> absolutely right. no one's stopping you but if you actually want to like publish your music and you want to get it out there and get it into people's hands i think for me it wasn't um you have to have a healthy bit of delusion to start doing that right to be like oh yeah like i'm <laughs> right. gonna just i'm gonna make it big yeah. um and you do it and then you realize oh yeah like i actually have to do a lot of shit yeah. to get anyone to hear this and um it's kind of amazing though, even though it's not like I'm a famous songwriter or anything like that, um, yet. <laughs> I like that. Yet. Uh, you've seen it here. You've seen it here <laughs> first. First, yeah. yeah. So it is um, a week from now. Blows yeah, up. there you go. Uh, God willing, right? But, um, <laughs> No, it, it's uh, amazing the connections I've made through that of how people have found me through the weird places they found my music where like... I have some friends who I was really naive and cocky at the same time as you typically are. And I, my album came out, I decided like, as it was, I was prepping for its release. I was like, I'm going to tour Nashville solo. Yeah. I'm going to tour Nashville. Never toured in my life. Um, so I just started messaging, cold calling like a bunch of musicians on Instagram who were in Nashville that I thought I'd be a good fit with. I'd be like, yo, are you, I'm coming to town uh, on between these dates. Are you, um, performing? I would love to open for you. I will do it for free. Even I just want to network. I just want to like get out there. And only one person responded. Yes. And that was great. (laughs) Um, and I opened for him. It was very sweet at this like little like beer joint, but I reached out to a radio host down there too. And she just so happened to be very kind and have me on. I was like the first in studio person post pandemic um and someone heard my song on the radio because she kept playing my music after that and i got a month or two later i got like two people started following me at the same time on instagram and when you have like a thousand followers that's like a big deal um because you're like wow (laughs) two people at the same time what (laughs) weird and turns out they were partners and they both lived in nashville and one of them reached out to me and was like, Oh, I, I just want to like say, I've been listening to your song every day for the last two months. Cause I heard it on the radio. My Bluetooth wasn't working on my way to work. And so I started listening to the radio for the first time in forever. Your song came on and I loved it. And I thought it was like some, some pop star out of LA. And I didn't know the name of it. I didn't know who to, who, who it was. And I Googled it when I got to work, the Googled the lyrics and it was you. And I started listening and, um, finally decided to find you on Instagram and I realized you're from upstate New York. I'm from upstate New York. My husband's from upstate New York or my huh. partner at the time. They're, they're getting married now, yeah. but, um, like it's such a small world. Like this is so 
um amazing and weird and um i love your music i i, I would love to meet you all and and i ended up like going down there for a second tour the following year and i just stayed with them oh, that's um, awesome. and introduced them to the radio host and had a house show there um and it just was like this is just one of those like magic moments where you're like oh yeah music does matter like <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be great like my songs do matter and they matter to people um and you, it's so easy to forget that especially when you're not like the it songwriter of the moment yeah. you know when when you, you're not famous whatsoever um it's easy to get discouraged to be like my music doesn't matter it's like there's so much music that matters but because there's so much of it it's like shouting into the void unless you have millions of dollars to yeah. and a, a record deal to like promote it you know well so that's what that's another thing is that nowadays too you've got um you've got the ability as an independent musician, there's been musicians that have become, you know, Overnight. multi-millionaires, you know what I mean? Like like Kendrick Lamar uh, did it pretty much without a, a record company behind yeah. him, right? Um, but but what he understood was the business side of it, yeah. right? Because you can't, you, I don't think you could get to that level without uh, acting uh, out all the stuff that record companies do. And That's what true. record companies do is basically they act like a loan, like a bank. Yeah. They just loan you a bunch of money and you think, Oh, I've got m millions of dollars now to play around with. But every time you go on tour, every time you hire a musician, every time you go you're into the studio, back, yeah, you're, you're, you're paying for mm -hmm. it out of your, you know, your advance or whatever. Um, and ultimately some of the stuff, most of the stuff you're doing anyway. Right. Yeah. So, um, I'm not that I would encourage this, but, but I would say at, at this point in my life, I'd rather go to a bank and get a, a loan than get, get beholden to a record company. Yeah, Cause you see can, yeah. like what happened, the reason why Taylor Swift just released this album now, right? She had a lot of artists do this. They'll remaster their, their first couple of albums or first album, uh, that, you know, that was giant, uh, after they're already, you know, they've been out and established for a while because the record company, you know, has so, they own the masters on yeah. it. The, the contract that they signed was yeah. garbage. They got like that, like 360 contract yeah. or whatever. So they don't make they any money. Like... Yeah. You don't make any money. So they're broke at the end of this thing. Cause they've paid for the tour. They've paid for mm -hmm. all this stuff, all the money that, that they thought they had is all gone. Mm -hmm. So they go back and they re-release it, remastered it and own the master then yeah. um but uh i'd rather not deal with the record companies at all because i feel as though they're in trouble now no because i agree they, with you because there are artists like kendrick Lamar, and they're even more willing to do underhanded stuff to mm -hmm. get um you know especially up and coming people yeah. that are like i just oh a record company wants to sign me and you mm -hmm. get all excited um, i'd say there's so many um yeah, they like they need you more than you need them. There's in a lot of ways. Yeah, and there's just so many people looking to scam you. There are now there with are. social media. They reach out, hey, you know, I'm. Oh yeah, I'm interested, and I want to sign you. Yeah, I want to sign you. And they like you, butter you up, wanna... and you're like, wow, it's amazing. Yeah, just give me, there's also like give a me level... two thousand dollars, and I'll I'll put you on. Yeah, you know, whatever. It's some sort of. It's uh, like you are asking me. I shouldn't have to pay you. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. yeah, I think the thing is to to remember if if you're. Um, if there really is a, an interest on the side of the people that are, um, try reaching out to you, I think them giving you some sort of money would be the first sign that, yeah, this is, this is probably legitimate. Yeah. Um, obviously you want to read contracts, yeah. and stuff, but if they're asking you for money, they, yeah, they, no. they're gonna, they're gonna, they're vultures. Yeah. Um, yeah. I totally agree. I think that's something that 
I had a good sense of early on. My parents taught me well. They were like, if it's too good to be true, it usually is. Yeah. Um, it's tough, though, because it's such a dreamer yeah. career, like oh, being totally. a, a songwriter and a musician and stuff. But I th- you- it's a dreamer career, but I think the idea of superstardom does not appeal to me. Yeah. Um, the idea of just being able to live off of making music and, and doing what I'm doing is the dream and of course i want it to like grow and i want it to expand to to being able to have a team and being able to have which i'm trying to like branch out to that you know um having a team being able to have my music as a business and it's separate from me a little bit um that that's really amazing and the things is very well within reach it just takes a couple you know it takes some years to really get into it fully and um yeah, and I, and I think that there's, it's su- there's such an emotional component to it, and you want people to hear. Like you said, yeah. those moments where someone listened to a song of yours or something, and they're like, oh, yeah. this I love this song, or it really touches me in this way. Um, or you have someone reach out, like, oh, it was a time in my life. and I, I, you know, That song really helped yeah, me. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's an unbelievable feeling yeah. that I, it's hard to explain what, yeah. what that feeling is like. And uh, I've talked a bunch of times about like what it's like to be on stage and be connecting like with an mm-hmm. audience and what that emotional yeah. <laughs> it's like a relationship it's a, it's you have you know exchange You're um, just, mm-hmm. so let's do this because where are we at we're at about a uh, 50 minutes something like that um what what are you working on now that maybe you can talk about <laughs> yeah um so actually if people are looking for voice lessons oh yeah if you're in the rochester area hit me up um sally louise sings on instagram and facebook and youtube and the like um just dm me or you can go on my website and you can contact me through there there's like an email you can contact me on um but so i teach voice lessons and more than anything please Please follow me on Spotify. Thank you. Yeah, that does help. Uh, yeah. I, I saw some. Speaking of uh, business <laughs> stuff, they're doing they're reworking Spotify oh, really? somehow again. I, I, it's not. I, it's definitely not in a way. There some some sites like you see some stories. Mm. They're trying to make it out as if it's for the benefit of I, song. There's nothing not, in yeah. in Spotify's interest that that makes them want to give songwriters more money so never trust yeah (laughs) all i'll say is like it's free for you to follow someone right that's that's really it so more than anything like buy music or support me at a show um you can follow me on instagram and all that stuff i personally have been trying to take a hiatus from like posting a lot on instagram and like Mm. not trying to be on there um so i i just like have my little email newsletter and i just post on that once a month oh here's all the stuff that's going on um but what's been happening right now again i just have a bunch of songs that i'm sitting on and um can't wait to release them next year i got a killer music video that solely our friend solely um directed he's gonna be on in a week or two yeah next week yeah he'll be he'll be in the studio probably won't get released until mid-november but oh yeah um, great he'll be on yeah, too. so it won't be till 2024 that anything comes out but um if you want to get ahead of the game and start listening to my stuff you can follow me there on spotify and stuff yeah. um i, I uh, personally yeah it's just funny this podcast is coming out of funny town because i'm not like wow i got a project that i have yeah. to tell you about it's no, like i i 
can't tell I, you about it yet, and I, I want to. But I, 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 I almost I don't want to treat this this podcast necessarily as like a promotion, although it does. Like yeah, if it's part if, of it. You know, yeah. people are obviously wanting to get their projects out and stuff, but I really want to get into like the minds of of musicians and songwriters yeah. and stuff and see where yeah. they're they're at too, because yeah. I, it. it it, it helps me not yeah. feel so crazy sometimes too. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, people are actually, you know, the uh, fellow songwriters or fellow yeah. musicians are kind of thinking the same things that I'm, I'm thinking in some <laughs> way, shape or form. And then for people listening to it yeah. helps them to be able to, uh, uh relate to, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, I've had artists on here that are, you know, just starting out and mm-hmm. just starting to write songs, don't have an album, don't have anything out. And then I've had a few people that are, you know, yeah. and, and some, some uh, guests that are coming up to that are, yeah. you know, more established as professional musicians like yeah. yourself. Oh, oh thank you. Yeah. I, I still feel like I'm like just barely, yeah. I barely have like the foundation laid and I think it's still like cracking underneath yeah. me. Like I'm still figuring <laughs> it out. Um, but I think that's the kind of the nature of the field. Like it doesn't matter how many years in you, you it's a kind yeah. of feel, it's, if there's anything I've learned in recent years, it's that like job security is mm. false. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, uh, after being fired twice from jobs that I thought, yeah, like, nothing, oh, nothing's, nothing's secure. Like, and so, like, I might as well do what I'm going to do and do what I want to do. And um, hmm. if I f- fail at it, well, I tried, you know. Wasn't that, so. that's a Jim, didn't Jim Carrey say that or Probably. something? His, I think his dad, he said he learned from his dad or something, something along the lines of, like, his dad wanted to be you, a can, comedian you can too. fail at doing something you don't love or that you hate, um, so why not? try and do something you love you know something like that that. i definitely didn't say the the quote (laughs) but all i'll say is like you know if you're going to spend 40 hours a week doing something you hate well if you take those 40 hours and put it towards something you love you'd probably make a lot of big moves and there's certainly a, a gap between like you know making a living on it like going from zero to a hundreds let's say but like it's actually not that it's not as long as you think and the second I was like, all right, world. And I like publicly was like, I'm teaching lessons. I'm open to bookings. Like I, I, I'm gigging. I'm doing like hire me. I'm a vocalist. And I was fully booked for a couple mm-hmm. months, like within a couple weeks. It was, Pe- it's, uh, I think that, yeah. that there's a certain, um, fear of getting what you want mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. out there. Right. So people there's a fear in their, in want. their heads, right. They're thinking, they're thinking this is what I want, right? But when it comes down to the bra- brass tax, brass tax, <laughs> no, brass when it when tax. it comes out to like actually <clears throat> going about doing it, um, yes, I think there's a fear of failure there. Oh gosh, but I think yeah. there's also a fear of like, like if, I, if succeed, I succeed, then I have to keep doing this, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, there, but there's there's musicians and, and and people that have have done that you know that's why the sophomore album thing mm-hmm. is such a big thing is oh, like yeah. like okay you did it this? you did it that one time you know you took years to get up to that point now you have to do it again yeah. now you have to reproduce that like, you know uh, that, uh, yeah it's like there's, there's this fear of like wow i, I need to then uh, be performing at that and i think after a while you probably get into just the flow of like oh yeah i can do this you know and yeah. replicate it and and keep going yeah. um, but i think that prevents people from really going after what they want sometimes yeah. and the safe thing is i'll just keep doing my yeah. you know my job that i know i'm not going to get mm. you know maybe fired from or whatever yeah. i could just get another job that's similar to that yeah. uh, and they never go out and actually pursue what they want you know the out one, of life yeah exactly you know the one thing that helped me kind of get out of that mindset of you know one day one day one day i'll do it you know 
was finally realizing like am i able to get into like the goal of all this the reason why i love doing it one of the biggest reasons why i love doing this is because i get into flow state so easily and i think in so many ways like in my day job i was not able to get into flow very easily um i was miserable all the time because it felt like the start and stop start and go like constantly trying to like shift my mind into gears that were not can do like i just don't think in the way like I, i felt like a robot um and to get into flow means is such an art it's such an artistic thing it's like letting yourself be a conduit for the divine mm. like and <laughs> it's such it's, it's so funny because we we I, I i can't tell you almost every single episode we've got into some level of like yeah, yeah like so, songs are, are coming from somewhere that you oh, don't yeah. know where it's they're God. coming from 100 it, it's so strange like you're like uh, and i've said this too in the past like almost like you're remembering it versus yeah you creating it yeah um and i've watched i've watched a bunch of yeah. interviews too about about songwriters um oh, who was it recently uh either Paul McCartney or, or someone else. Um, and they were talking about it like that. It's like, I'm not, I'm not writing this stuff. I'm not coming up with it. I'm like remembering or I'm seeing it and then yeah. trying to re-explain what I'm already seeing. Yeah. yeah. Are you a really, like you're religious? I, you I'm, not re- I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. Not to call you out or no, anything. No, no, that's that. fine. I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. I grew up Jewish. Um, I definitely, I'm ethnically Jewish. Um, so it's just like, Judaism was a good foundation for me because Judaism in a nutshell is like ask all the questions, study all the things, question God, like (laughs) question life and be a good person because who cares what happens after we die? We don't know. So like that was, that's like the the concept. And so being very present in the moment um, and thinking, okay, what, what is the point of all this? What's what, what am I here to do? And for me, it's like, I have to make music. I have to make music. Like, nah. and, um, isn't it such a blessing? It and a is curse so great. It's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> it's this um, compulsion that you just have to do that, it. You know, I need another guitar. <laughs> yeah, it's such a weird thing <laughs> to just, like want, like not even want to do like you. Ha- I have, have to, to do it. it. I have, have to, to do it. And right now it's, it's really hard to explain to people that, that yeah, don't do it. It's too. like the way some people, uh, well, what made you go into opera? It was, like the way a nun becomes a nun you just ha- you get called to it you have to do it yeah. um and and people laugh at that but it's true it's like really like you just you get called to it and it keeps pulling at you and like for me it was you know it's morphed and changed like it's not opera anymore now it's songwriting now it's making my own music and um right now in this little transition in my life between like what i've been doing for the last two or two and a half years and what i'm hoping to do with this new bank of songs and this new band and performances etc etc this show um i feel like i just lost my train of thought Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it might have been the cider it could have been that um (laughs) god damn no um i feel like i'm this is it i feel in this transition it's back it's it's back it's back. Um, this I feel like this transition period makes me feel a little useless as a musician because mm-hmm. I don't feel the love of songwriting right now because I'm not songwriting. I don't have no songs in me right now. I'm just like percolating in the back of my head with lyrics. I, th- I think that's a good thing though for especially b- people that are 
listening yeah. or songwriting and just starting out and you feel like it's not it's not flowing out mm-hmm. um like it should be um and and there's something there's something about you know just writing anyway right and continuing to do it but there's mm-hmm. also something um to letting yourself live life I, i've talked about comedians in the past too and how um sometimes they get to a point where they're just touring all the time mm-hmm. right and then they start writing jokes about touring but no one can relate to them because they're 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 not comedians that are touring yeah. right um so they have to like take a break from touring and to live a live. bunch of life fuck up a bunch of relationships mm-hmm. and stuff and, yeah, do and then they, they have material do. to pull from you, you know, know? yeah uh, i i feel that i find it's, myself it's okay I th- is yeah. what i'm just getting to no, it's okay to have those right. lulls right. um where you're actually living life where where then that stuff can maybe mm-hmm. um you know be distilled yeah. uh, over time and, and come That's out true. as music you That's know true i'd say though um this is the dilemma I'm having currently, and it's a good dilemma to have, but there's, so all this music that I've written, not including the songs that I've written that I'm sitting on that are not published, but um, all the stuff that I've published, I was a very sad, sad girl when I wrote most of that stuff. Yeah. And I find myself to be in a very happy place with the people in my life and the things that I'm doing and um, the way my life is going right now. And I'm like, man, happiness is kind of uninspiring. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah, it really like, is. Being being completely I'm satisfied. I'm totally content and is, satisfied yeah, right now. Not, and I'm like, man, I really, ha- I don't know how to write. I don't know how to write <laughs> right now because for the longest time, it's like you know, songwriting is a great way to express my longing and wanting, or my frustration, or my you know, the struggle of life. And now I'm finding different struggles, and I'm writing about different things, or thinking of different things to write about. Rather, I'm not actually writing. Well, maybe but. it's that time to write that bubblegum pop song. Maybe you know, and talk about maybe. partying and go to bubble parties. <laughs> is that a thing now? Still, bubble, what? bubble, like you know, they have like bubbles everywhere. And I, I'll kind of, take your word for yeah. it. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. But no, you never been. No, no, right. no. Foam, is it? Oh, foam party. I think a foam phone? party. Yeah. Maybe that's what it's called. Also, I don't know. There's just like foam bubbles everywhere in the well, party. Well, that sounds like fun. Sign sure me maybe up. it's a New York City thing. This doesn't exist. Probably. <laughs> like at raves and stuff. But let's <laughs> let's do this. One more time. Um, tell people, I guess, where they can find your, your music. Okay. So you can find me at Sally Louise Sings. Try to keep it consistent, right? Sally Louise Sings on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. And my website is sallylouisesings.com. And uh, you can check me out on Spotify and Apple music and title and all those places. Um, yeah. I, I'd like to have you back on. Maybe I would love a, to, cause I feel a, like we had a lot more to say. Yeah, about, like, we, de- the, we definitely do. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out too, if, if keeping it just to an hour is long enough, I always feel like I'm cutting them off. Yeah. Um, well more than too I, early. I, I feel know? like, um, these kind of long, uh, this reminds me of the, um, Oh God, I'm horrible with podcast names. I don't know. It's like in the genre of Joe, 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 Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Yeah. No, um, <laughs> it's like they talk for like two or three hours, Yeah, you know, yeah. um, or what, oh God, what's his name? There's another guy. It's like the something, something family hour. Hmm. Um, and he's great. Um, but I can't remember. He's, 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 he's the guy who does midnight gospel on Netflix. If you know that huh. show, no, I don't. um, I'm gonna have to check it out. He's a comedian. He's great. But yeah, like I think comedians are good at that too because they can just they they start expounding on ideas and stuff. 
I feel like we start to get into like a comfortable, just regular conversation. It stops to feel like it's a production yeah. and we're actually talking yeah. after about half an hour and then the interesting stuff yeah. kind of starts coming no, out. So that. we might expand it and make, make these a little longer as yeah. time goes on. But for now, <laughs> we'll keep, we'll keep them about an hour and we'll, uh, yeah, for your we'll, ear, we'll have you back on. Pleasure, yeah. And especially, um, if you're working on stuff now, I'd love to hear about yeah, whatever the projects, so uh, end up being at the we'll end. Keep you in the loop on that and we'll like schedule something. Yeah. That. So why don't we do this? Why don't we prep you to, um, yes. do a song if you want to, yes, do you, do you still to. want to do I'd it? I'd still want okay. to. And I think I'm and, going to do a different song than what I just okay, tuned the guitar we cut, to. So. Cut to this, uh, camera here, if you could, Maya. And I just want to talk to the listeners, to my, my close up. Um, so I want to thank everyone for, for listening and watching. And please, if you can, if you comment and subscribe, uh, you like the videos, you like our posts, it really helps us um, to to keep this going. And it really helps with engagement and people being able to see this stuff. So, um, you know, we really appreciate you guys. And we do have a, 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 it's called a patron account. We don't actually have a Patreon account. It's a patron account. And if you uh, Google the Songwriter's Couch, you can, you can be a, a friend of ours and donate some money uh, every month and help keep us online along with our awesome sponsors from Lucky Buzz and from uh, Seed and Stone Cidery. Um, and if there's anyone you want to see on future episodes, let us know. Uh, we've got some cool merch. I know I, I've said that a couple of times now, but it's really in the works. I've actually got an artist kind of working on some stuff, so um, it'll be amazing, right? Maya Maya's doing the holy crap, the cool stuff. That What did, what did you say? It was Slay? She said it was Slay. Uh, my my 13-year-old <laughs> daughter saying that it's Slay. Um, so we've got some cool stuff coming out. So as soon as that's out, we'll, we'll put some links in the uh, description. And in the meantime, uh, we're going to have Sally Louise play some stuff uh, for us and uh, play us out. And again, we're going to have you back out, Sally Louise. Oh, so that'd be great. Promise. I'm down. So what are you... Um, yeah, what are you uh, going to sing for us here? So this is a, a song. It's not released, and it hasn't even been recorded yet. Um, it's called Whole Life to Burn, and I dedicate this every time I perform it to the people in my life who came into my life after I stopped doing opera and started doing songwriting because I lost a whole community that I had been hmm. building for a decade. And then uh, it was the pandemic. I was very lonely and isolated for many reasons, but suddenly I had not very many people I could relate to. And uh, it's really in the last two years that like my, my chosen family has appeared and mm. they've been so supportive. And so this song is basically about pursuing the things you love to do and the right people will show up in the right time. Um, I'm gonna push this mic back because I sing quite yeah. loudly. <laughs> yeah, maybe point it kind of towards, like towards the, the guitar, guitar a little bit and then, yeah, it's probably yeah, perfect right there. <laughs> yeah, you can sing loud? Really? Opera singers don't sing that. Nah. <laughs> on the wall tells me where I've been and shows me where I'm going. Oh,
Pipes on you. Thank you. I paid a lot so. of money for them. They better work. <laughs> Did you? What store? Because I'd like what to go. Yeah, I'd like geez. to go grab some for myself. Because oh, I, I don't recommend going to that store. <laughs> um, Sally Louise, thank you so much for coming on the show. I Cheers. really appreciate it. Thank um, you. Comment in in the uh, in the comments there. Let us know uh, if you'd like to have Sally back one, two, or three times That'd be fun. Uh, in the next well, let's year. Do it. So, <laughs> well, we'll have you back on, and hopefully, you got some uh, new projects coming out oh, yeah. uh, that that we can promote and and uh, and. Good luck in the future. Thank you so much. With Thanks for having and, me. Yeah, yeah, and we'll uh, talk a little bit about some business maybe afterwards in the yeah, theater yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great, I was yeah. going to say something, but thank you all for listening. Uh, this has been the Songwriters Couch. Maya. Thanks, Maya. Maya, thank you for being <laughs> the camera switcher. We really appreciate it. And uh, thank you to everyone that listens and watches and all that stuff. And we'll see you on the we'll see you on the next one, guys. Later. <laughs>